Hey, good morning, Brad. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Oh, dude, this is one of those what-if books. What if the Wolves teamed up with the Russian soldiers to take down the big guy? Yeah, actually, when I started writing the book, I, I don't write about current affairs because they're current. And uh, Flash to Bang for a book is about a year. I was like, you know, I'm not sure I want to write about this. I was doing research into Russia, uh, the invasion of Ukraine, uh, because I, I still stay on top of that for security consultant reasons. And uh, I ran across a perimeter system that Russia still has, uh, which is uh, their response to our own SDI. Reagan had the SDI Strategic Defense Initiative, the uh, Star Wars, if you want to call it that. And they made the uh, perimeter system. Uh-oh, I just lost you. I can hear you. We just lost power in the house, Michael. I'm sorry. We just lost power. That has actually happened to me in the middle of a Zoom call. I know what you feel. Isn't that the worst feeling in the world? I mean, because it, uh, I mean, all of us, well, you know what? We just read yesterday about how China is going to get into our infrastructure. And all of a sudden, in the middle of this conversation, you know, we lose power. Everything goes dark. Well, I was in the middle of a conversation for, it was a live TV feed, and the uh, we had a flicker of the lights, and I lost Zoom, and I'm like, am I in the first world? What just happened? <laughs> so when, when you write a book like this, it's so authentic, and yet you say that you, know, that you don't write real stories, but yet I feel like that I'm living the story. Yeah, well, I try to adhere. To, I mean, there's obviously a lot of history in the books themselves. Uh, I'm a history buff as it is. So when I'm writing the books, I always try to find out, you know, there's something going on in this area of the world, whether it's Southeast Asia or South America, or in this case, the Baltic states around uh, Russia. I try to adhere to it. There's always history is definitely stranger than fiction. There are things that I see in history that I'm like, if I wrote a book like that, everybody would say that's stupid. But then it actually happened. If a Russian wrote a book like this, would they be imprisoned? Oh, yeah, most definitely. In fact, I, when I did the book research, I always want to get on the ground to see what the sight, sound, smells of the battlefield are like, the culture. I can't do research by Google Maps. I wish I could. A lot of people can, but I can't. I got to get over there and see it. And I was like, number one, I'm not going to get shot at in Ukraine. Number two, I can't go to Russia. I've written books about Russia before. Ghosts of War was about Russia. And I didn't want to end up in jail. So there's no way I would go to Russia to do research on that. Well, how did you do it then? Because, I mean, you had to, because it, like I said, it looks so real. It's like I can smell the air and I can actually hear everything that's going on and feel the, the, the frigid temperatures. Yeah. So, I mean, I still have a lot of friends who, who do a lot of research on this kind of thing for real world aspect, guys that are in the fight right now. And I talked to them about that for the, the operational aspects. But when you talk about the granular tactical aspects of being on the ground, uh, I have to get on the ground. I mean, every city's got a metro system, for instance. And if you go to Japan, I mean, how many Japanese can you get into a metro? One more. That's how that works. And if you go to Sweden, they, they have a metro system that's you sit there and talk to each other. And after you, after you, after you, after you, and the train leaves and you don't even get on it. So all those cultural aspects, I, I try to capture on the page. Let's talk about Pike Logan, because we are in this age of new discovery all the time. In other words, you're getting new readers all the time. Someone's going to pick up this book and they're going to love the cover. They're going to love Dead Man's Hand. They're going to love everything about it, but they don't know who Pike is. As that author, how do you get uh, readers to really dive into the storyline and then go, go back and read a lot more of your books? Well, that actually is one of the hardest things I have to do is because this is the 18th book in the series. And so all the books stand alone. So you can pick up any of my books and read that book. 
and you'll know exactly what's going on. But at, at the same time, I don't want to bore the guy who has is a reader. So somebody's read 18 of my books, and I still have to explain explain the task force. I got to explain the background of Pike. Got to explain everything that's going on without just you know doing a funnel of information. Here's page one. Let me give you what happened in the last 18 books. And so I have to figure out how to dribble that out and to make sure the reader, the new reader, understands what's going on in the book without boring the old reader who definitely understands what's going on in the book. Uh, and that's one of the hardest things I do. Oh, wait, power's back on. Hallelujah. <laughs> in this book, Putin being Putin, he knows all and enters Victor Petrov. Did I say that right? Yeah, actually, that's kind of funny you asked me that. So I wrote a book, American Trader, two books ago that uh, it dealt with China and Taiwan. And uh, the audio reader emailed me and said, uh, hey, I, I need to some help on these pronunciations of the uh, names. And I'm like, I don't know how to pronounce that damn thing. I know how to spell it, but I can't pronounce it. <laughs> Brad, when you write a book like this, do you find yourself looking over your shoulder? I mean, this book is pretty authentic feeling. Yeah, actually, the uh, uh, I when I do all the research for it, which is an enormous amount of research, that when I start writing a book, I always wonder, you know, am I getting this right or am I getting it wrong? Is, is this going to go left or is it going to go right? And like I said earlier, the, this is about current events which I really had to stay on top of because anything could happen inside Ukraine. And uh, at the time, as a good example, Sweden, part of the book is about Sweden joining NATO. And Sweden and Finland said they're going together. They're a buddy team. They're I, either we both come into NATO or we're not coming to NATO. And I told my publisher that uh, I don't think that everybody's mad at Sweden right now. Turkey's mad at Sweden and, and it's going to drag out. And I think we're good on that. But they could join NATO. Well, halfway through writing a book, Finland said, uh, screw it. I'm not doing the buddy team thing. I'm joining NATO. And they did. And I was like, rasser, fressin. Had to go back and rewrite a bunch of stuff. Here's my PTSD. I think I have to know about everything. I'm constantly having my nose shoved into content. Yeah, mine is too. I spend probably uh, two hours each morning. I have feeds from all over the world. Because, you know, the American press, they only deal with stuff that Americans care about. But there's a lot of stuff happening around the world that, we don't care about, but it's happening. Well, I mean, a good example is, you know, everybody's talking about the Gaza Strip and it's genocide and genocide this, and everybody's fighting about Gaza Strip. Well, Sudan right now to this moment has a genocide occurring. I mean, literal genocide. They're not attacking towns because they want to find terrorists. They're attacking towns because they want to kill everybody in there. And that's not making the news. I mean, the two generals that are fighting and the ex-president, who's no longer president of Sudan, they're all indicted for war crimes. You don't hear any of that. And so, I mean, I, I have feeds that, you know, I'm keeping abreast all that stuff, but that kind of stuff never makes the American news. It's almost like wag the dog. Let me do something over here so that you don't watch what we're doing over here. And and then we're going to do it over here, which is still going to confuse you on what's really going on. Yeah, I just think it's the American uh, uh, attention span is just not long enough. to. I, I honestly don't understand how you could be uh, doing a literal genocide in Sudan and there's not been a single news story about that ever. And Israel is trying to kill Hamas, who just slaughtered thousands of their own people. And that's in the news every day. It's like, okay, you guys, if you really thought that uh, this was genocide and you really cared about human life, why aren't you talking about Sudan? 
Dude, I got to be honest with you. All my attention was once on Ukraine because I have a neighbor over there who is a journalist. He's always been there. And then once this thing happened in with Hamas, I mean, it's like all of a sudden all my attention is in the Middle East and it's not in Ukraine anymore. Yeah, actually, I had a, I did a signing here in Dallas last night. Uh, I'm on the book tour right now. And the first person in line was somebody in hospital scrubs who was from Ukraine, had a heavy accent and said, I heard about this book and I want to read it. And I was like, boy, I really hope I did it service. <laughs> you know, I, that's kind of a where you really like, I hope she likes this book. How do you physically bring your characters to life? I mean, do you know these people or do you go to a Starbucks and watch people and get down their character? Uh, it's a little bit of both. So for the Pike Logan, the task force team side of the house, uh, even Jennifer, uh, that it's people I've served with. They're an amalgamation of people I've served with. You you take your own experiences of the good that you saw and the bad that you saw, and you create a character. On the other side, when I'm doing the antagonist, the you know I'm creating a bad guy out of whole cloth. You know, a Hannibal Lecter. Uh, not that I have anybody like Hannibal Lecter, but you know you you've got to create that out of whole cloth. Who who is so despicable that and what's the motivation? One of the things that's hard to do is. The uh, the antagonist has got to be fully formed just as much as a protagonist. And uh, I mean, I've interrogated a lot of terrorists uh, at, when I was in special operations, and I'd never met a guy who was Hannibal Lecter. I never met a guy that was Dr. Evil. They all thought they were the good guy. They were doing the good fight. They were doing what they thought was right. And you want to capture that on the page because it, they're not doing it just because I enjoy killing people. They're doing it because they think they're doing the right thing. How do you keep going? I mean, I'm sure book number 19 is already set to be released. But, I mean, you're doing this one book at a time. How do you keep going? Yeah, so <laughs> it used to be patiently released. Now it's like, oh God, I got to write a book. So we just got back from India, and the next one, book 19, is on India. You do so much traveling, and yet you live in the number one place for all tourism, and that's Charleston, South Carolina. Does it feel good to come back home? Yeah, I call it promised land, and I really wish they they'd quit calling it the best place to come, because everybody's coming. Stay away from Charleston. You're ruining it. Oh, my God, it's so true. You go down there now, and it's like a gigantic city. Yeah, well, I mean, luckily it's built on a peninsula, so it can't get any bigger. So the downtown is a downtown, and that's all it's going to be. Do you remember when the Folly Beach Lighthouse was connected to land? Oh, yeah. Well, the uh, actually, there's. I remember, I mean, I was here for Hugo. When I say I was here, my, my parents, my grandparents, everybody's from Charleston. I grew up in Texas, but I used to come out there all the time. My dad went to the Citadel. My twin brother went to the Citadel. My sister went to college in Charleston. So I have a lot of connections with Charleston. But, uh, I mean, I, I remember when Hugo came and wiped out all the old brick houses on Isle of Palms, and now they're all McMansions. I mean, it's completely changed the face of it. All right, man, now the business part. Where can people go to find out more about you and give you a lot of love? Uh, they can go, uh, well, they go to my website at bradtaylorbooks.com, and actually on the website I have uh, excerpts of every book I've ever written. So if they want to get a flavor of my writing, they, they can click on the excerpt and start reading. Please come back to the show anytime in the future. The door is always going to be open for you, Brad. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You be brilliant today. I will. Thank you.